Welcome to The Home Hour. I'm Kirsten. And I'm Graham. And this podcast is the home at class you wish you'd been offered. We're two moms aspiring to create gracious homes that are welcoming and functional, all while dealing with real life schedules, budgets, and children. Stick with us and we'll share and show what we know, what we've learned, where we've messed up, and how to fix it. For everything we can't make up, we'll bring in the best experts we can find. You're listening to The Home Hour, part of the Life Listen Network. On today's episode, we're scratching into the world of backyard chickens with Debbie Williamson-Smith, owner of Fuster Clock Farms and an expert on all things chicken raising. Listen as Debbie discusses where to start, where you'll likely go overboard, and the joys of raising backyard chickens that may outnumber the eggs they produce. Plus, the best chicken owners who secretly eat at KFC, Jimmy Choo-style footwear for chickens, and whether or not it's okay to eat an egg salad sandwich on an airplane. All that and more on this week's episode of The Home Hour. Welcome home. Welcome home, Graham. Welcome home, Kirsten. And welcome everyone to The Home Hour. Today we are going to be talking about something really fun, a big, I think it's, I don't know, for some reason it feels to me like it's a big national trend, like like this is something that is really growing. Interest in this is growing. It Conversations is about because this is growing. Check, we are, check. We are yes. talking about backyard chickens. Yes. Or like rooftop chickens. We're just talking about chickens. People care about chickens. They want to look at them, raise them, eat their eggs, know more about it. So as usual, we brought in the best expert we could find. We did. We have Debbie Williamson-Smith, and she runs a backyard farm called Okay, we can do stick this. Stick with we'll us. Stick with us. Buster Cluck. That, we've had a couple of conference calls about this, Graham and I, where we've been like, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to say that. I didn't mean to say that. So it's a dangerous We're, one, we, everybody. It's going to, this is a clean show. You may listen with your children, but Debbie is the owner um, of Buster Cluck Farm, and she has beautiful, beautiful hens, and she is full of puns and she loves her birds and she walks us through getting them, caring for them, loving them, eating their eggs, not paying too much for their eggs. Um, It's a fun conversation. Yeah. And Graham, I think we should get some sort of reward because we made it through the entire interview without asking her which came first, the chicken or the egg. We did it. (laughs) I almost thought you went there at one point, but you did it. You were were very close. You were like, so what do you like A lot of self-control. Okay. So Graham, let's be honest. Are you ever going to do this? I'm thinking strongly about it. I have so many projects on the front burner right now. Like we really are on the forefront. In fact, I am meeting with our contractor in like 20 minutes after we finish this phone call. And then we have a next, another phone call um, to start about my home renovation, which hopefully will drive the home hour for the next many months with actual okay. interior design things. Um, but so yeah, not that, so not adding in live chickens might be a little more a little bit better for your sanity is what you're saying. I need some goats to clear out the brush. That's the first <laughs> thing I need. Apparently okay, but, but I'm not here. alone in saying that, like, it seems to me at least that tons of my neighbors are now doing chicken coops, raising chickens, being super sweet and just dropping by farm fresh eggs. Like this is not just a me thing, right? This is this is real. Oh, no, it's amazing. We actually passed a neighbor yesterday who has chickens in their yard. Everybody has chickens, it seems. It is so cool. I think everyone wants them. We, we're kind of in on the fact that they're cool animals. I think there's something very beautiful about eggs. Yeah, I think they're just, well, they're gorgeous. You want to hold them in your hand. They're just a gorgeous shape. I think people have written interesting things about what the seductive power of eggs is. Um, but it's, they're just beautiful. Seductive power might be a little bit strong, but yes, they're great food. They're versatile. Having, um, Having farm fresh is obviously always preferable. So yeah, it's cool. Um, although, you know, as we discussed later on in the interview, our kids aren't huge fans of farm fresh eggs, but that's something I think we could 
with a little bit of intentional effort, we can. We can yeah, listen that. on in the show, everyone, because we provide some tips and tricks on how to get your children to eat farm fresh eggs, which seems like such a no brainer. But I swear to you, it's the same way that neither of our children can like will eat any other kind of catch up other than Heinz. They just know they know. <laughs> Exactly. Okay. Well, if you have had any interest in this, if you've been toying with the idea, we're going to dig into um, how hard it really is, where we can start, what you're getting yourself into, how many eggs you can expect, kind of all your FAQs, Chicken 101 is, is on this episode. So stay tuned and we hope you enjoy it. All right. Welcome, Debbie Williamson-Smith. Thank you so much for being on the Home Hour. Uh, thank you so much for having me. Okay. A very patient Debbie, too, uh, I must say. While we get her all set up, there's something about chickens that the stars do not want us to align. We try many times to um, <laughs> get this episode chickens. up and running. Okay. But. So, well, here's the deal. Everybody, it seems like you cannot go on Instagram without another friend saying, chicken coop is coming. The chicks have arrived. I mean... It seems like having chickens in your backyard is like the equivalent to, I don't know, lawn furniture at this point. Like everybody's doing this. We need to get to the bottom of this because we are the home at class you wish you'd been offered. And I guess now we need to be talking about chickens for months and months as part of our home at class. Um, what is going on? Have you noticed that, are we right on this? Is, is our chickens just seeming to be the new biggest trend? Uh-huh. I don't know. Perhaps uh, they're not new to me. So I'm six years into my chicken keeping. Uh, seven, if you count the year my husband made me wait before we actually got chickens. <laughs> and um, so it's just been part of my life uh, in all my recent memories. But I am finding that the world is ready to embrace backyard hens. And it's such a great community of people willing to share their passions with other people. Huh. Okay. Well, tell us more. So let's just say we have homeowners in a variety of different homes. Um, what would be our first steps if we wanted to go out and get us some chickens? Do we go to a local store Do we and get them? Do we order them online? Where do you yeah. get your chickens? I get mine from a local uh, feed store that's actually in my neighborhood. I'm a big uh, advocate for shopping local, but there's also some great uh, hatcheries and things, you places you can purchase your chickens online. But I would actually start uh, in your own neighborhood and, and reach out, find neighbors or friends that have chickens, go over, investigate their flocks. If your community has a local coop tour, those are becoming all the rage now. So instead of like that fancy home and garden tour you go on, you can actually go on a backyard coop tour. Oh, we're going to stop you there. Tell us more. <laughs> Tell us <laughs> more. How does one so, go on a coop tour? The things we learn. Yeah, I know. In Eugene, our local farm store, the Eugene Backyard Farmer, organizes an annual coop tour where uh, several homes, 10 or 12 homes, open up their backyards for people to explore uh, chickens and share their knowledge with one another. Because chickens can be as little or as much as you want to invest in it. So I have friends who have built coops out of scrap wood and pallets they found behind warehouse stores. Uh, I built our coop, well, I built, by I, I mean my husband's built our, our coop uh, out uh, from a plan that he purchased. And then you can actually purchase prefab coops from a variety of places. So you can do as much or as little as you want 
So I think exploration is really the key to starting the perfect backyard flock. Okay, right. well, okay, let's so talk they're about that, to... though, because I do feel like yeah. with a lot of things, you know, it's sort of like there's like a tipping point where it becomes, you know, I have one dog, but I think one yeah. dog is good. But Graham always gets two kittens. She's like, there's no point in not having two because <laughs> it makes more sense. Like, what is the chicken yeah. tipping point where it's like, you know. Oh, my gosh. The you gotta, is... There's no reason to have well, one you... chicken, for example. Well, you can't. You shouldn't have one. They're flock animals. So you should have at least two, if not three. I would recommend three to start with for a backyard flock. But as you dive into the chicken community, you'll see a lot of little catchy phrases people catch on to. And one of them is chicken math. And Wait, oh, chicken chi- math? Chicken math. Oh, awesome. And ch- chicken math is where you intend to go to the store to get three chickens. And they're so cute that you get six chickens. <laughs> I can see that math. happening. Yeah, I can definitely see it. This sounds like that YouTube video going around about shopping math, like where you it was on fifty percent. So I made money by buying. Yeah, totally. Okay, chicken totally. math. I like it. It's just like that. So you, uh, you know, you start out small, but that they're addicting and uh, they're adorable and they're fabulous and they just for me, they've been pretty life-changing, like spending time outside instead of inside. They are better than television for entertainment. Uh, Really? really What makes them so so funny? Everyone seems to think chickens are so interesting and funny. Like sell them against a cat or a dog. Oh, ooh, it's hard to say. I have all three of those animals. And so they're Mm -hmm. all different. So Um, you're on a desert island. You can only bring your cat, dog, or chicken flock. That's evil to ask her that. Oh, that's a hard question. You might have hurt my heart a little bit. Yeah, Debbie's life is hard. Life is hard. Do some chicken math. Do some pet math. (laughs) I'd probably take the dog, but we would definitely work on sneaking some chickens on board. (laughs) Okay, I like like how you play this game. That's good. (laughs) Yeah. Um... So they're just, it's, they're just so so magical. I'm running out of adjectives to describe like how fabulous chickens are. I don't know if it's their, their personalities, the sounds that they make. It's just this symphony of adorable sounds and grunts and cheeps and peeps and scratching and pecking. But they're doing funny stuff. Like you're saying funny and entertaining. Like I'm thinking of my cat when he gets a hold of the toilet paper roll and just like pummels it all to the floor. Like that's funny to me. What are chickens doing that's funny? They run like little footballs. So they, they, their arms, uh, their wings, their arms, their wings uh, are held close to their body. So they're just kind of funny creatures and they have this great uh, balance system where their heads don't really move. So their heads will stay straight while their bodies are running really that fast. Is funny. <laughs> That's funny. Okay. okay. Uh, they, they follow you around the yard. So I was very under, I was under the impression that chickens are bird brains. Um, and although they're not probably the brightest animal uh in the in the farm they aren't as dumb as i think we're all taught chickens to believe um mm-hmm. the chickens um my chickens all know their names they come when they're called they know their names uh, wait okay that's they know amazing their names that's a good fun fact they know their names and they all make different uh sounds so i can even recognize who's talking and uh 
they're just, they fly up to the deck to see me. We actually have baby gates on our deck uh, to avoid the chickens coming up and uh, leaving uh, little presents for us. Yeah. Uh, but they uh, have figured out how to jump over those fences. What kind uh, of presents do they leave? Oh, uh, they leave lots of little presents. Imagine, once you become Kirsten. a chicken, once you become a chicken owner, you will uh, become very familiar with chicken poop and how many different kinds of chicken poop there are. No, I assume. Okay, no, Graham. In my defense, I assume she meant poop, but at the same time, like my my puppy brought me a present the other day, um, which was a, mm-hmm. a rabbit he killed, and he brought oh. it into the kitchen. So I there's all sorts of presents. Oh, you gotta no. think They're outside all- the box. I just want to clarify. <gasps> <laughs> it was lovely. It was just in time for Easter. He's so thoughtful. Okay. <laughs> well, speaking oh of Easter, how many chickens are, how many eggs are you getting a day, Debbie? You're getting one per chicken, basically? Roughly, uh, give or take? Give or take. Um, I definitely was when my chickens are younger, uh, but now they're almost six years old. And although they're still laying, they're definitely slowing down. So we've Hmm. recently added some new chickens to our flock. Uh, We have two babies inside uh, in a brooder right now, and we're getting two more uh, in a couple of days. Hmm. Okay. And so what do you do? Is is it easier for you to celebrate Easter? Because I just went to Walmart yesterday and brought four dozen eggs. So what do you do? Are you ready to go? I mean, are you just dying eggs or I don't know, <laughs> giving them or are people coming to you? Or are you giving them away? What's going on? You know, all of my friends get eggs. They're the best housewarming present when the chickens are in full, uh, full laying mode. Uh, I always go to a party with eggs. I hand uh, decorate mm-hmm. the, the cartons myself. They make oh, great gifts. Cool. And uh, come Easter time, uh, it's a lot of fun to just dye them. Uh, Look, Google online for some natural dyes and you can uh, play with the way different colored eggs uh, take on Easter egg dye. So one of the great things about the choosing your own backyard flock is you can actually curate your egg basket as it were so okay, that, that you wait, choose yeah I ask you a clarifying question on that so which is sure. more important to you since you are going to live with these animals and they're going to basically become pets um do you choose them based on the egg they're going to produce or based on the type of chicken like do, like because you're you're really describing yeah. these being a lot more complex animals than I think a lot of us think so do different breeds like yeah. you know having having just again purchased a puppy I know different breeds have you know very different needs as far as exercise or personality or whatever is that the same with chickens or is it more about the egg? it is it is and again it's kind of up to the individual what path do you want to take uh do you want to have hens that are all about personality do you want to have hens that lay different colored eggs? Do you want to have hens taking your climate into consideration? So if you Mm -hmm. live in a really snowy climate, you're going to want to pick breeds that are cold hardy. Um, Ditto, if you live in a hot environment, you're going to want to pick birds that do better in the heat. You want to know your backyard. So is your, are they going to live in their coop? And if so, you're going to want to pick breeds that do well in confinement. Are they going to get to free range? And that gives you some more options to choose from. I chose birds based off their personalities and their looks. So I uh, 
have their, they, my chickens have their own Instagram account. Yeah, that's um, how we so. choose. That's how we choose our friends. No, I'm just <laughs> excellent. That's how that, you find the best people that way. Um, what are your hashtags like? Because I need to be amused by your hashtags. Oh, you know, I use. Um, oh no, I meant when Friday. picking friends. Oh. I know your hashtags are fabulous. Oh. That's how we found you. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, oh, I'm. T- what? We're we're distracting you because we're, we're you giving did. you so many crazy questions. <laughs> um, I, I actually so you were talking about how you choose your chickens, but now you were saying you chose them for beauty and brains. But um, but you're in Oregon and it's cold there. And actually, see, I'm wondering. I'm actually probably the closest to actually getting chickens um, rather than Kirsten. And it's been cold in Alabama. And so, yeah. talk to me about heaters and the proper way to protect them. As far as we have predators and we actually do have decent cold. And it sounds like you do too. Yeah. So um. Predator proofing is is a big thing, so I really encourage you to invest in uh, building a solid coop using hardware cloth, not chicken wire. So chicken wire is designed to keep chickens out of things, mm. not keep things away from chickens. I think people get confused with that. So I would use hardware cloth where the um, wires are really closer together and harder for predators to break in. Mm. And... Um, then uh, I would look for cold hardy birds. So uh, buff Orpingtons, speckled, speckled Sussex. Wow, that's a tongue twister. Um, it's kind of like Fuster Clock Farm. It is. It is. <laughs> I, I actually have different messages uh, saved on my phone of when my friends have called and mispronounced it. Um, <laughs> yeah, we did that a couple it, times it in prepping smile. for this interview. Yeah. Totally. And the best is when people are like, what does that mean? How do I not know? Like, oh, I don't know. I really <laughs> don't know. And then you have to try to answer that question in a gracious yeah. way of just so we like wordplay and puns in my house. Oh, oh Debbie, you are a favorite on our show. We knew you liked you in advance, but we love all of these things too. Yes. Okay, wait. So let me flip that question on, on its ear because... I love the advice you gave Graham, but I'm in the exact opposite situation. I live in Phoenix, Arizona, where really it's the heat is our biggest problem. I mean, it gets cold, you know, a handful of nights, but really we have some serious heat problems. Our chickens in the cards for me, assuming my yeah. my dog doesn't kill them. They they are. Um, but I will say that chickens just fare better in the cold than they do in heat. Um, so chickens, uh, normally have a body temperature that's around 104, 107 degrees, uh, Fahrenheit. And, um, they're pretty good at maintaining that temperature, but they don't have sweat glands. So they pant to cool themselves. And so when we have heat here, a couple of things that I do is I freeze uh, blocks of water uh, in the freezer so that they're drinking uh, water as it melts throughout the day. I have Mm -hmm. a mister set up in the backyard and um, I give them frozen treats. So we'll- Can I come live at your chicken farm? That sounds like a vacation I would be pleased with. (laughs) Yes. A mister and frozen treats? Frozen blueberry kale pops. Yeah, we'll put, sprinkle some mealworms on them. Wow, these chickens are living the life. Okay, They're those are good strategies. Life. Okay, and yeah. maybe like My- I also have a neighbor who has a chicken coop, and um, mm. and her chicken coop is covered in ivy, and I think um. that that shade, it, of course, and it has like a you know cute hand painted sign and everything, but like um, I think maybe the shade. I just I know I know that I survive better in the shade in the summer in Phoenix, so I'm sure the chickens totally shade is good, and then. 
any kind of shrubs or things like that that you can start to grow um, or have around are great too because they also provide shelter. So as uh, chickens may be susceptible to birds of prey, uh, overhead predators. So when they have shrubbery and ivy and things like that, they can also hide under it. It has dual. It has a dual purpose. Okay, let's really dig in though, because we we don't want to encourage people to get chickens if that's not the right thing for them. So let's let's be right. honest now. How, how messy are they? How smelly are they? Like what are what are some of the the, the harder parts to chicken ownership? Yeah, uh, the, the they they're messy uh they will eat almost anything so uh in my house we or my backyard we got chickens and then re-landscaped our yard and we were so proud of ourselves because we had this adorable little coop that had a mural and a little art gallery in it and this beautiful new lawn and all of these uh, flower beds that were edged with rocks and yeah. uh then we let the chickens go in the yard and uh they now we have uh, a mud path and rocks it took us like two years to dig out all of the rocks that they scattered around um so I would definitely decide you know what you want to choose like yard or or chickens um really uh look and oh my gosh, I am so distracted that I have forgotten the question. Oh, no, you're about the mess ever. and the smell. Like, and kind like of the, how much does it, how I much mean, does a dozen yes. of your eggs You're, you're cost. distracted like, thinking about all the, all the uh, rocks you were making out of your yard. And all the I'm work like, you have to do. My yard. Um, so uh, a properly maintained, maintained coop does not smell. Uh, if you don't clean it, that smell, uh, is inevitable. So uh, we go through our yard and I have one of those little claw things and I just pick up little poop uh, at the end of every night and uh, put it in the compost. So it's a great way to make compost. Um, but if you don't clean it, it will smell just like yourself or your house or your dog or anything. Uh, if you don't maintain it, it'll get gross. Gotcha. And now what about a dozen, I mean, how much are you spending between food and vet bills? I must say, whenever I do see your widely followed Instagram, um, again, Fuster Cluck Farm, um, I see a lot of chickens with casts on their legs. I'm thinking well, you're that a decent, and, and why do chickens wear casts? So here's the thing, like when, well, my husband, who's very dear and loves me very much and knows that I am someone who uh, dives into the deep end with any hobby I undertake, uh, made me wait a whole year before we got chickens. I think secretly he was hoping that I would lose interest, but that didn't happen. <laughs> and during that year of research and talking about chickens incessantly, uh, I promised we would never, ever take our chickens to the vet. And like they're farm animals, we're not going to get attached. They will not be going to the vet. And since that time, <laughs> uh, we have discovered a phenomenal poultry doctor that lives in our state. Uh, poultry Vet LLC is her Facebook page. She's phenomenal. We call her Dr. Luna. <laughs> and she uh, has been such an asset that now... Uh, I love my chickens so much that I freak out and I probably take them to the vet more than I should. Um, 
But it's also nice to have someone you can learn from. If she's an expert, that's wonderful to have someone. We're very fortunate to have her, most definitely. And you have seen our little chicken with little casts on their foot lately. So we have one chicken, Irma. She's the head of our flock. And she's had bumblefoot lately. Uh, Bumblefoot is an infection that chickens can get if they get like a splinter in their foot and Mm -hmm. it kind of festers. And um, we tried to treat it ourselves and it didn't work. So we finally had to take her to the vet to have it uh, removed. And then she had stitches and she had to have this bandage. And the doctor was like, keep bandaging her foot until the scab falls off. And that scab will not fall off. And I have been making uh, chicken shoes for my vet, for my (laughs) pet, every day for like a month and a half. How do you make chicken shoes? Well, I wrap her, I put some gauze underneath her foot over the scab, and then I take vet wrap in a variety of colors. So she likes pink. Well, yeah, you gotta, you gotta be colorful, fashion first. Totally, totally. (laughs) And uh, then I hold her foot and I wrap it around into the shape of a shoe slash boot um so when you look and see irma on on instagram or facebook she's got uh pink shoes purple shoes green shoes sometimes we mix and match if we get bored um but i'm so ready for that scab to fall off oh my legs look scabby to me in general i actually sometimes when i don't like shave my legs or put lotion on i'm like these look like chicken legs so i don't i'm not thinking that scab's falling off anytime (laughs) soon (laughs) they look like they're actually really smooth they look really? really scaly, but they're smooth. Mm. So, and when their scales are raised, that might indicate a problem. So, um, you can, uh, just like your own skin, uh, keep things smooth with like a little bit of coconut oil. <laughs> You're lotioning up these chickens? <laughs> just a little. Just okay. a little. You know, you gotta have spa days, right? You gotta have spa days. Okay, wait. This but aside cool. from the medical care, um, yeah. what, like, just if assuming the chickens are healthy, um, assuming you stuck to your plan of, you know, we're not going to do vets or whatever, how, how much of a financial commitment is this? Like, this is not... This is not like, oh, look, I'm, I'm homesteading and I've, I now don't have to buy eggs. Look at me. Yeah. Uh, no. Well, not for me. I'm, <laughs> okay. not, I'm not that chicken expert you want to go to on how to save money raising your, uh, by raising your own chickens. Um, I don't eat my chickens. I'm not really a farmer. I'm totally a woman who has chicken for pets. Um, I often joke that I have a $33 a month mealworm habit. Uh, (laughs) I mean, my chickens are spoiled. Um, That being said, uh, as you're looking at making chickens uh, an investment in your life, I think that it's important to consider all everything that goes into what happens when you have a backyard egg instead of an egg that you're buying from the grocery store. Okay. So when you are looking at what you're eating and what you're putting in your body and your family's body, doesn't it, doesn't the value of knowing like where your food came from maybe make up the difference in pennies that you might be saving if you're buying eggs from the grocery store. So when you have backyard chickens, you know that those hens are happy and healthy. You know what they've been fed. You know that they're living a quality life instead of one coming from a factory farm. Mm -hmm. Happy hens lay, lay better eggs. And once you start to eat eggs from a farm, 
or your own backyard, you really realize the difference. So the eggs that you're getting from the grocery store are probably two to four weeks old by the time you're consuming them, where in your backyard, you're getting eggs that were laid perhaps that morning. Okay. Mm-hmm. There is a taste difference. So. And here's the thing though. Can we just, let's just be brutally honest. My kids yeah. don't like the taste. And of course it's, it's so different. I mean, to your point, it's a very different egg, but they, yeah. they were kind of freaked out by it. So is mm. there a way if someone's not used to that kind of farm fresh, you know, is there a way that you can kind of introduce it? Do you have any thoughts on that or ideas? Yeah, Debbie, like how do we dupe the kids? Because I'm in the exact same position as Kirsten. Yeah. Mine can like suss it out. They're amazing. (laughs) Um, I don't have kids, so I'm not sure the best way to trick them, but I'm a It actually sounds like you have a lot of kids, Debbie. (laughs) I do. (laughs) Yes. It's the same thing. You have to put lotion on them and buy them shoes. It's pretty much the same thing. And they're funny. But like We're messy, but also open... messy and will ruin your yard. It's exactly the same. <laughs> exactly the same. We're having an open house on Sunday for my friends to come over and meet the baby chicks. And my niece who just had a baby was telling me, she's like, oh, that's the new trend now in parenting. They call it a sip and see. Yeah. And I'm like, well, when you're like a middle-aged woman without children, inviting people over to see your chickens, it just sounds kind of sad. No, it sounds no, awesome. Not chicken all. Sip it's and like the only party I want to be at. <laughs> sip and see. <laughs> Um, I'm, you know, cheese. Can you cover it with cheese? Maybe we mix yeah. it. Maybe we do half, um, half store bought and half farm fresh and kind of, mm-hmm. you know, and then do three quarters and, and we sort of Slowly get used to that taste. Because it is yeah, different. Like and, you do when you're transferring, making a puppy go to adult dog food. You oh, kind of okay. give them half and half. Okay. Oh, that's what we're going to do. You could also add a little food coloring and do Dr. Seuss and serve them like green eggs. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, that's a good idea. Like, Maybe they'll just blame it, it on the green play. coloring. Mm-hmm. And again, I think that when, if you have kids and they're the ones going out to check the nesting boxes for eggs, <laughs> they're going to find joy in their own food that they don't mm-hmm. know from the store. Right. It's very true. And I agree with that. I think that's very true. More questions because I know you don't have kids, but I, I have to ask because um, yeah, I will tell you at our at our school, and we've actually gone to two different schools, and both of them did the exact same thing, which is when they're learning about life cycles. Mm-hmm. Guess what's a great unit is <laughs> they hatch yes. eggs, and exactly what you said, they're adorable. Okay, so do is this a good plan or a bad plan? Because at the end of the unit, the chickens are always up for adoption. Mm-hmm. Is this a bad idea to do it through it through like a like is this is it going to be oh, fine no, I, or do you think we need to really like stop and do and and do more research? Uh well, it's you're already doing research. So I don't think you need to stop. I think you're on the right track and I think adopting chickens from a school that has raised them is a great way to acquire chickens for a first time flock. They're going to be uh, used to being around people. Uh, Your child, if it's in their classroom, will have an uh, investment in this animal. I think that would be a great way to start your first block. Oh, that's a nice way to look at it. I like that answer. Okay. I don't know. Is that the answer you were looking for? Yeah. Well, no, I just, I honestly wondered if that was too impulsive to be like, well, now's the time. But I guess sometimes you just have to pull the trigger and it's like, 
Yeah, it's like, it's, when they take it, it's like when they take a puppy around at an auction and you're the one that comes home with the puppy. That's always, that's always yeah. the one to sucker punch. Um, okay, can we talk right, about yeah. one other massive issue with chickens? Um, yeah. Do, okay, here's the thing. I feel, like, I feel like I'm asking you the most inappropriate question ever. Ooh, I'm like Oh, I love it. Go Are you sure? It. Okay. So what, what about the fact that we like, I don't even want to say this. I feel like I'm asking such a dirty question. What about if a family is used to eating chicken two nights a week? Yeah. So what happens? Do people raise chickens and eat chickens? Or is that like disgusting? Is that like a, is that terrible? Like what, they do. what's the policy on this? Is it hard though, if you've had them as pets? Cause I feel like there is a distinction between like, you're not going to eat a cat or a dog cause that's your pet. Right. Well, it's interesting. I'm, uh, I'm working on a cookbook that I've been working on for a couple of years and uh, it's, I think it's almost ready to start to send out to uh, places to see if I can get anyone to publish it, but it's really in its own way, a transformation of my food journey. So when I started raising chickens, I was eating chicken. I was uh, eating meat, eating dairy. And over time I've now uh, become mostly plant-based, but eating eggs from happy hens. So I call myself a vegan <laughs> and, and I've just kind of. Get it, Kirsten, uh, like vegan, V-E-G-G-A-N. <laughs> right. <laughs> just wanted to make, just wanted to make no, sure. We're okay. playing. Graham, you know me so well when I don't get a joke and I need an excuse. <laughs> I heard the pause and I was like, she needs to get this. Vegan. <laughs> vegan. No, I'm giggling. Um, and so I, over time, have 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 modified my diet um, because of everything I've learned from raising chickens and everything I've learned about the farm, the farming industry. And, and I shouldn't say farming industry because I have a lot of respect for our, our small farms. And we have great programs here in Oregon that provide access to, to humane uh, animals, but humanely uh, treated animals. But um, I've made that choice to kind of eliminate meat. My husband, on the other hand, I swear sneaks KFC behind my back when I'm gone. <laughs> I think everyone sneaks KFC behind everyone's back. It's never going to change no matter what. It's never going to change. So, uh, you know, it, it, of course you can eat chicken. People definitely eat chicken. I hope what it does is make people think when they're cooking that chicken, oh, where, what's the source of this chicken? So that you start getting to know your own farmers, uh, getting to know who's producing food in your own backyard. Uh, small farms are a great way to feed your family in a healthy and humane manner. Okay. I love that. And I will tell you the day that the day that the chickens hatched and my kindergartner looked at the rotisserie chicken at Costco and suddenly burst into tears was not an easy day in our house. So there's, there's, a, it's a good lesson and an understanding where your food comes from. That's, there's a lot of wisdom in that. This is just so nice. It's like, you have just a sweet perspective and making chickens sound really fun. So thank you yeah, for being so open really to this. Fun. Get chickens. <laughs> yeah. All right. Debbie, let's move into the lightning round. All right. Okay. We're going to just ask you a few quick questions and just like shoot off whatever comes to the top of mind for you. All right. So okay. let's kick it off. Best way to prepare eggs for breakfast. Egg in a hole. Ooh, I, think egg everyone calls it, I think everyone calls it something different. Wait, what is yes. this? I don't know this. 
It's you take a piece of toast and you cut a circle in it and then you put butter in the pan and you put the toast down and you crack the egg into the hole. It's awesome. And then you flip it over and then the egg like fries into the bowl, into the into hole, the circle. Into you the never, it's, we call it egg, egg in a basket. You've, you've never heard of it, Kirsten? No, but guess what it's we're like having the, for breakfast tomorrow morning. That's awesome. So it is the great. Oh, and then so with the little, so what happens is like you take a little juice glass and cut the, cut the, um, yeah. that's how you make your circle is like take a small juice cup and cut a circle in your bread in the middle of your bread. Like I actually put it on the griddle. And then what you do is you also just like kind of, th- I have a griddle again. So you kind of throw the little extra circle. It's almost like the donut hole onto the griddle totally. or like, and then it toasts up itself. And then I, I call it the top hat and I let yeah. the kids just decide what they want on their top hat. <laughs> you can have cream so cheese. Fun. Okay, we're doing that oh, tomorrow. Graham, yeah, what's yours? Is yours egg in a basket too? Debbie nailed it. Well, it made me think about something though when we were talking about kids. Whatever happened to egg creams? You know, like the drink egg cream? Why don't we make those anymore? It has nothing to do ew. with breakfast. Yeah, what, wait, what <laughs> is an egg wait. cream? <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know. I feel like they were served with like malted, you know, malted malt. Like I, th- um, I feel like my grandmother took got those for me, like at the diner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it was like a diner. Yeah, wait, little. sorry, Debbie. You don't know Graham well enough. Like she loves diners. She's always. I mean, I we do. live together in New York City, and I it's do. like the best restaurants in the world. She's like, let's go to the diner again. You know, I I'm not gonna lie. I have an affinity for diner coffee that can't be beat. Like yes. I love diner coffee. Like the little white cup with the yes. kind of watered down diner coffee where they put the pot next to you and you just yes. keep refilling. Oh man, there's nothing like a diner, which is funny because I really only eat at restaurants that serve international food. Cause I'm like, well, I could really make the rest of the stuff myself, you know, at home and it's not as exciting, but I will eat at a diner any day. Like the idea of half a cantaloupe with um, cottage cheese in it is like so enticing to me. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Okay, well, wait. And, and we're going to stick with the lightning round, but real fast. This is not much as of a we're talking round. about egg cream soda and other things that sound like, ah, you shouldn't eat that. Um, so, we all know that the best food ever invented is raw cookie dough, like significantly better than a baked cookie. And I also love homemade mayonnaise. So, do you feel like mm. it's safer to eat raw eggs if they're from your backyard? I don't know if safer is the word I would use, but I definitely think it's fresher because the eggs, egg is a, it's a natural food. It's a whole food that's designed to protect itself. So when you get eggs from the grocery store, those eggs have been collected, washed, refrigerated. When you get eggs from your backyard, you can keep them on the counter because nature has designed them to protect themselves. So it's not until you wash them that you are at risk of having bacteria go through the pores Mm. of the egg. So so I'm not sure if I use the word safer, but it's definitely let's just use it because I want to eat raw cookie dough. Let's just use it. Let's just use it. Um, okay, and I will say my favorite way to have eggs for breakfast is my favorite food is cheese. So mm. it's basically just an excuse to eat some cheddar cheese for breakfast. So I eat mine, you know, like twenty percent egg, eighty percent cheese. Call it a day. Yeah, eighty yeah. percent okay. cheese. Did you say? <laughs> Yeah, but I yeah, was lying. It's 90% cheese. I love. <laughs> I just want to eat lots of cheese all day long. Okay. All right. My dream. Um, the, the vegan is not enjoying your cheese story. Okay, <laughs> next question. No, it's all good. It's all good. Egg salad sandwiches. Well, I'm assuming this is okay at an office. Actually, that's funny. I just ate an egg salad sandwich right before we started this interview. 
Mm. So that's the que- that's the question in the lightning round. Egg salad sandwiches okay to bring to an office? <laughs> I mm, uh, depends on what you're making them with, but uh, ooh, I just don't know. Maybe an egg white salad sandwich, um, where it doesn't have that yolky smell. But mm. I don't know. I've never brought it. I would not bring an egg salad sandwich to the office. Graham, that's very Would you bring one to the home hour headquarters? Office. <laughs> I've probably bought millions. You know these things go completely over my head. I'm probably be the girl eating the sardine sandwich, not thinking twice about it. I don't even think about these things. <laughs> okay, if you answered yes, there's a follow up question: egg salad sandwich on a plane? <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> I threw a Boston chicken dinner one time into a movie theater, like a full dinner. So it doesn't really, again, what you're saying doesn't really phase me. Like it had, I, I just opened it up and the entire aroma took over the entire movie. There you go. But my you thought do is, is, you. Yeah, there you, you go. You do you. Speaking of, that leads us to our next question. Favorite egg pun? Do you oh, have a favorite. favorite egg pun? Well, it's probably the name of my farm, so Fuster Cluck Farm. Um, but I'm a big fan of henitude is something I use because chickens mm-hmm. have an attitude like you've never believed. You wouldn't mm-hmm. believe. Um, I don't know. Egg puns. Hmm. I think mine is I'm going to go with excellent. <laughs> same, same. We've been saying excellent at breakfast for 20 years now. It's classic. Excellent. <laughs> All right. Extravagant <laughs> interview. <laughs> okay. If chickens okay. are the best pets ever, what's the worst yeah. household oh, pet? Oh, what's the worst? The worst pet? Yeah. I don't know. I kind of want everything. Like if I could move to a farm, I would have just hundreds of animals. My husband jokes like I'd be like, oh, look at that baby rhino. Let's give it a home. Yeah. yeah. Um, Kirsten, how did you not see that one coming? Of course, I'm not going to say we're so so bad. Where did you come up with these questions, Kirsten? Don't worry, Debbie. I'll take I'll take care of Kirsten after the interview. (laughs) No worries. No worries. She's not going to because she loves pets. She's an animal person. Of course. Um. We're a bet, Kirsten. Okay, a snake. Moving on. Okay, best movie. Chicken Run. Yeah, or the answer hot was chicks. snake, by the way. That was that was the answer. They live forever and they're disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> and they want to kill you. It's a pet who wants you to die. So they do. That's true. All right. Best movie. Chicken run or hot chicks? Oh, chicken run. Yeah, hands down. Chicken on that run. note, Debbie, you got an you got an A plus. We're gonna let you keep your chickens. Um, and <laughs> thank you for sharing your knowledge just, with us. Okay, Debbie, if people want to follow you, learn from you. Best oh, way. Oh, they can they uh, they can follow me on Instagram or Facebook, both at Fuster Cluck Farm. And shortly uh, in the next few weeks, I'll be launching a website uh, fustercluck.farm that'll have recipes and entertainment uh that i have around <laughs> you are holding out on us you've got out on us. and what about this cookbook when is this cookbook coming out well i have to find a publisher so if anyone listening wants to pub- publish a great book called foster cluck farm cooking inspired by the coop uh, i have it almost uh fully conceived and it's got great chapters like quiche me and show me your fatatas and uh, <laughs> should be a lot of fun for anyone uh looking to uh 
Cook the eggs that they raise in their backyard. Uh, I have actually someone is going to want to publish that. So keep um, keep in touch with us, and we'll let our listeners know when that when that hits hits book stands if they're still excellent. (laughs) Show me your frittatas. That's great. (laughs) (laughs) Debbie, you're delightful. Thank you again, and to all our listeners out there, um, please send us an email. Hello at thehomehour.com. Please leave us a review on iTunes if you enjoyed the programming today, and thank you again to Debbie Williamson Smith. Thanks, Thank you. Debbie. Welcome home.